6 to 8 p.m. Question everything. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. This is Rick Rodriguez. We're going to begin today. I'm just going to put this. I ask you to get your Bibles because we are. Uh, I'm going to continue talking about the two peoples of God in the body of Christ Israel, the Jewish people, and the Gentile people. It's important. This is uh, one of the revelations for the present time in which we live. God is trying to get the attention of the Jewish and Gentile Christians and the plan that God has for the two of them, how they're going to work together for the uh, purpose and plan of God in the time in which we live. To begin with, the Lord Jesus, we just put this time in your hands. We give this time to you. You are the master of ceremonies. You said you would build your church. The gates of hell would not prevail against it. Lord, and you said that uh, it would not be by might, it would not be by power, but it would be by your spirit. By your spirit, Lord, you will build your church. So, Lord, you are the master of ceremonies. We put this next period of time, three hours, in your hands, in your care. We ask you that by your spirit, you direct, you'd be the one who directs, Lord, what you want to do during this time. I ask, Lord, that uh, because you are teacher, Lord, you, there is no one who can teach your children better than you can. You are the one who instructed King David, Lord, and at the end of his life, he said that uh, you had taught him from his youth. You had taught him all that he needed to know during his lifetime for your plan in his life. And Lord, you are the one who instructs each one of us. We are your students. We are your people. We are your great army. You are the one who is instructing us. We pray that we can be the best students. You are the best teacher. We ask that, Lord, you will help us be the best students, to be to class, to be on time, to be alert, to pay attention, to, Lord, uh, get the victories, Lord, in what you are presenting to us that, that is important for the time in which we live. And, Lord, we ask you to give the direction, Lord, and that you will instruct as you desire. Thank you. Amen, Lord Jesus. We are going to close out the age. This is the generation that is going to see the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the 70s, my grandmother, she felt that her generation would see the return of Jesus Christ. And uh, she went to be with the Lord in about 1978. 77, I believe. And uh, we are in the final generation we, uh, the 70th anniversary of Israel becoming a nation took place two years ago on May the 15th in 2018. 
now because the 70 years are completed now the final prophecies that are to be finished out in the time in which we live now they can be completed uh, there are many there are many prophecies prophecies in the Bible there are prophecies that are directed specific for the non-believers for the heathens for the non-believing world for the uh, the non-Jewish world there are prophecies specifically to the children of Israel the children of Abraham Isaac and Jacob to them directly to those who will never meet Messiah during their lifetime then there are prophecies that are specific for the body of Christ which includes the Jewish and the Gentile believers so each group each of these corporate groups they have specific prophecies to them the heathen or the non-believers the, the, the Gentile world the Jewish world that is a non-believing world the children of Israel and Israel today uh, are <clears throat> though they are God's elect they are not born again but within the body of Christ in the third group corporate group you have Jew and Gentile we have specific prophecies for the church and uh, <clears throat> because there are mysteries that are now being unveiled there are mysteries things that have been hidden that God now at the end of the world they have to these mysteries can no longer remain hidden these mysteries now have to uh, be made known especially to the churches of God there are seven churches from the beginning from the book of Acts and initially the early church was a Jewish church within a short period of time the Gentile people began to be added into the church because God has a family and his family is uh, two people two children one is adopted to the seed of Abraham Isaac and Jacob I'm sorry not adopted which is natural born to Abraham Isaac and Jacob then you have an adopted people the Gentile people both people are vital to the eternal plan that God has for the world in which we live in today with the eternal plan of God many people don't understand what Paul talked about when he talked about an eternal plan well I guess that uh, I have thought about this I simply it would be this at the beginning eons ago there was a rebellion and because of the righteousness the character of God there has to be justice and the justice of that rebellion will take place about a thousand years out from now and in about a thousand years the God will make things right 
with his universe, with his creation, in his eternity. A thousand years out, the devil is going to be cast into the lake of fire, and the people at the end of that time that rebel one more time against God, they are also going to be judged. There will be a great white throne judgment. And at that judgment, the people from the time the from the time of the rebellion all the way through these eons until that great white throne judgment, the people that have lived from the time of Adam that uh, were never brought into the eternal, into God's eternity will be judged all through this time in which we lived in the last 2,000 years. Those would, who basically did not receive Christ but, but uh, made the decision to fight him, that were opposed to him, that joined their forces, that joined the forces of darkness, they also will be at that white throne judgment. They will be judged for eternity. It's, it's, I'm painting a, trying to paint a picture briefly, because that is not the direction that I plan to go, but so that you will know in the eternal plan of God there was a transgression there has to be a, a, a judgment that judgment will end in a thousand years out complete judgment final judgment after that point there will be no judging of anything ever throughout eternity but in the time in which we are in in the end of the six thousand year period of time or at the end of the 2,000 year period of time for the, the church of God the churches of God will only be in this world for a 2,000 year period of time and that time is coming to an end we are going to close out the age, this dispensation the church age the time of the Gentiles is going to close out, I would think, within 10 years, uh, 9 years, I don't know. But uh, we're going to get exact timelines here very shortly. And the way in which God planned to let the seven churches know when the final seven-year tribulation will begin, there is only one event that will announce that beginning of that seven year period of time. Just one in the Bible, there's only one event that will give us the exact day in which that seven year period of time begins. And that will be when Israel signs an agreement with the Antichrist and on that day that that agreement is signed the tribulation begins I believe it will be signed in Israel it will be Israel time when it is signed it will begin to change the it will start the what I call the the prophetic calendar the prophetic clock of God's uh, 
prophets of the prophets of Israel and the prophets, the Gentile prophets. And both will know that we are now on a 360 day year and uh, we will count the days from the first day to the middle of that tribulation. We'll know the second, the first day of the second half of that tribulation and we will know the final day of that great tribulation. After that final day of the great tribulation there will be a 30 day period of time after that 30-day period of time, on the 31st day, will begin a final 45-day period of time. In the future, I plan to go into more detail, but I want you to know that God will use the feasts of Israel and the, the timetable of Moses. Moses' clock, Moses' timetable, the way in which the Jewish people were uh, to follow the years. The day ended at sundown, began, a new day began at sundown. It didn't begin at midnight like we have midnight to midnight, no. It began, their day ended when the sun went down, and the new day began when the sun went down. We will be on the timetable and the, the uh, method in which Moses instructed the children of Israel that will be in the future. I call it the prophet's calendar, the prophet's clock, and we will, all the churches and even Israel will use that timetable, those in Israel that understand it. The day that this treaty with Israel and the uh, Antichrist is signed, that begins the tribulation. That begins the uh, hardship that Israel is going to face in the future. That is coming in the future, in future programs. These programs are on podcast 1360khnc.com. If you can't stay for the full three hours, the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. You can go back and you can listen as you have time. So, you know, with, with uh, we are not used to, because of the world, the way in which it moves so quickly, we are not patterned in our thinking to sit and to pay attention for a period of time. And it has, it has caused more... Um, it is, it is the way in which the devil, it is a tool that the devil has used to keep us from, from sitting and being instructed. When Christ was here, he was with the crowds for two, three days at a time to instruct them, to teach them his doctrine. And because our world is so fast now, it is very difficult for us to just sit and pay attention. That's not the case with everybody, but for the most part, it's a general, it's in general, that's the case. This is where it takes God's grace 
to force yourself to sit and to really understand and to think about uh, I, I can present a thought like the end of the world but it's going to take time for me to explain that concept the end of the world I don't mean the end of the world in the sense that all of mankind is going to be destroyed and nothing is left anymore it means the as Christ used it it means the end of the time that Satan rules the world there is going to come an, a time where Satan will no longer control and rule the nations the societies of the world his time is done and when his time is done he's going to be locked up in a bottomless pit for a thousand years but we're at the end of that period of time of Satan's rule the rule of Satan you can see it now it has developed to the point where the societies of the world are locked in to whatever the children of the devil who rule the world want to do how they want to bring in their demonic end of the world plans which is going to be a a one world satanic system that will be directed by a given a given uh, will be empowered by the the coming man of sin or the son of perdition or the beast or the antichrist he has different titles during that time that this person is uh, overseeing the evil of the world the world is going to uh, suffer the world is going to be destroyed uh, the churches of God are, are going to be worn out the uh, children of Israel the nation of Israel is going to be invaded there are many many things that are going to happen God is attempting to get the attention of his people but once he gets the attention of his people his, in, his intention is to give them insight or vision or understanding to give them a view of where we are and what is coming and as God gets his people to settle down and to focus on what is important and what is important is the prophecies in the Bible the prophecies in the Bible are at this point in time the most important part of the scripture doctrine is important theology is important Bible history is important these three are vital but the eschatology the roadmap the, the things that will happen the things that we cannot stop that are going to take place God will let us know ahead of a ahead of time so we can prepare 
when the Passover of Israel, when it was time, God was able to instruct them in detail what to do because the time of their moving out of bondage into the wilderness for the next move of God was going to take place. And as they were moving out of the control and the hardships and the bondage of Egypt, there had to be a Passover. There had to be uh, the time where God was going to have to punish the, the uh, Pharaoh and the, uh, the armies of Egypt. There had to be a Passover. And to protect themselves on that night of Passover, God gave Moses details on what the children of Israel were to do as they were preparing for that, that night where the firstborn would be killed, and then for the days following where they had to move. Prophecy gives us the knowledge of where we are this very day as I'm speaking to you. I say to you that we are going to close out the age. I say that America is in the Bible. I say that the anti-Semitism that God predicted in the scriptures is now maybe you can't see it clearly but I can see it very clearly I see the anti-semitism as I study for programs through the week as I study for this time for this program I see and have been watching anti-semitism from the uh, mid 70's I have seen the, the, the quiet little the embers hidden throughout this culture. I see the anti-Semitism right here in northern Colorado, in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, throughout in the state capital, in, in the nation's capital. I see the anti-Semitism. This would be a great sign of the end of the world the hatred of the Jewish people. I see the anti-Semitism, the hatred of the Jewish people by Jewish people. There are many Jewish people that hate their lineage, that hate Israel. There are the Jews in Germany who turned in their fellow Jews. Uh, there were the Stellas. There were the uh, these people who who were uh, willing to turn in families and as a reward they got to live. So the worst kind of anti-Semitism is the Jewish people who hate their fellow Jew. These are signs, these are things that are I see the anti-Semitism in the churches of God the anti-Semitism within the Lutheran Church, the Catholic Church, with all the main denominational churches, the anti-Semitism. As Christians, people who uh, should know doctrine, should know theology, should know the history, we should also know the eschatology. We should know what to look for, what the signs of the end time would be, so that when things start to develop, we don't get caught in 
the apostasy of the time and the anti-Semitism of the time within the churches. Uh, people don't realize that they are, uh, what would be the word? Many Christians don't realize how dead their assemblies, their churches are. Their pastors have no vision. They have no uh, true direction. They're, they have programs. They have a system that they're keeping in place, but they don't have vision beyond that. Well, if we're at the end of the world, if Antichrist is already moving to establish his kingdom, we should be uh, not only aware of that, but we should start to to consider uh, the direction that this world is going to take, the, the direction this world is going to go. We need to, just the thought, is Antichrist really here? Is the false prophet here? What does this mean for this society? What, as a society, what is it that planned ha God has planned for this society? Well, we'll be right back after this break. Hey guys, this is Steve from Red Pill Truth, KHNC 1360 AM, Johnstown, Colorado. This show runs Saturdays at 3. We talk about the truths that the mainstream media won't tell you about until they have to. We'll see you Saturday at 3. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. Hi, this is Vince Rivera with Serenity Painting. What's up, guys? Vincent is a veteran, a friend of mine, a Christian, and a great guy who implements customer service and integrity into every job that he does. If you're looking for a painter that doesn't cut corners, that actually shows up when he says he's going to show up, does what he says he's going to do, look no further than Serenity Painting and Decorating. GodsPainter28 at gmail.com. 970-978-9565. Check out our customer reviews, Serenity Painting. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800 951 
The Federal Reserve is in control of our money. But lately, control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and we have been protecting people's wealth for almost 25 years. Stop playing the Fed's game and get your wealth protected. Call us at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. This is Mark Hall, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, a happy day. Okay. Now, as an example, I am going to talk about, and I have been presenting to this audience for uh, months, half a year, one of the great mysteries in the book of Revelation one of the great mysteries for the time, for our time, the time here at the end of the world. And this great mystery has been hidden because God had to hide it uh, like he has to hide, he had to hide uh, who he was, what he was going to do because if the, if the people who had him crucified had known what was, what they were if they had known the outcome of what would happen after his crucifixion and his resurrection, they would not have crucified him. So he had to hide from their minds the purpose that God had intend, intended, the eternal purpose, one of the aspects of that eternal purpose being Christ had to die and be raised so that he could be the seed that went into the ground to die, to come and bring forth much fruit, which is the body of Christ in the world today. God is working. The main focus and the main work of God in the world today are the seven churches, are His seven churches. Israel, yes, Israel is a... We watch what happens in Israel because God has a people there that he says are, uh, for the sake of the Father, they are the elect. But the work of the Holy Spirit spiritually is with the seven churches. And in the seven churches, the, I would say, the focus of the plan of God is with the evangelical churches in the United States of America. The evangelical churches are the churches that God, they're just like the Corinthian church. The Corinthian church had everything as far as the other churches and the other uh, areas where Paul the apostle ministered to. The, the one church that really Paul focused on more than the others was the Corinthian churches. They were wealthy, they were very educated. They were very gifted. They uh, were fleshly. They lived in the flesh. They didn't understand the scriptures. And uh, Paul had to 
correct them and he had to be careful because he didn't want to offend them. They were kind of a... He, he made it a point not to do anything so he could reach them. He wouldn't even really, in a sense, take offerings from them lest they would say that he was there for the financial purpose because of their wealth. So Paul was very careful with the Corinthian churches. The, Leo, the, the churches in America, the evangelical churches, the pattern is very similar with the Corinthian churches. And I, I'm trying to, to move, how do I phrase this? We evangelical churches in America, we are the Catholic Church, the Lutheran churches, as I've stated before, and I present this over and over because I know that it is important for the evangelical Christians in America to understand that we live in a land of the Antichrist. We are in a land that John the Apostle in chapter 18 called Babylon the Great. This is a truth that we cannot ignore. The evangelical Christians of America cannot ignore it. The evangelical pastors and the pastors of America that have not been honest with the children of God in the evangelical churches, they don't want to admit that there is no internationally the churches the evangelical churches of America are a very unique group of Christians more unique than the Catholics Lutherans Greek churches more much more unique because like the Corinthian churches, God has given us all of the giftings of His Spirit. I have been attempting to get to the giftings that we evangelicals have been given. The Catholics have not been given this to the degree that the evangelical churches have been given. All of the nine gifts of the Spirit I'm not talking about the fruits. I'm talking about the gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are, I guess you would say, vital, are needed, are necessary, are a aspect of warfare that the evangelical churches in America need for the time that's coming, the time that has been through the years in the centuries that we've been here for the last couple of centuries, yes, they were needed, but the gifts have not been needed like they're going to be needed today. So I'm going to back up now. The 
matter of Revelation chapter 11, there are two witnesses. There are some who I had been involved with, with uh, Messianic ministries in the past, and they were they believed that it was Israel and the church were the two witnesses as two great groups of people. And there were some who believed that it would be two prophets coming out of Israel, two rabbis, or two uh, Moses and Elijah, or John the Baptist resurrected again, two individual people. And for years I thought, well, it would be Israel and the church, but as I continued to look at the scriptures, I realized it could not be Israel and the church because Israel is in a state of blindness presently. And the blindness is a spiritual blindness. The blindness is the blindness to their Messiah. They do not see their Messiah. A blindness to the great blessings that were given Israel as a people. To Israel were the prophets, the temple. But they don't see it because they're in blindness. And Christ said there would be that blindness. In Ephesians, Paul said that, uh, or in Romans actually, uh, he said that uh, Isaiah stated that God told the children of Israel through Isaiah that because Israel was always, the tendency was to move away from rather than to move to God, they would be replaced by a people that was not a people which would be a, uh, a mystery to the Jewish people. How is it that God would use another people, meaning the Gentiles, when the promises of God were to the Jewish people? Well, God would use the Gentile people to provoke the children of Israel to jealousy. And the children of Israel would hear praises of God in a faraway nation called Babylon, meaning America. And back then it was Babylon the Great, Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon. They would sing, hear praises and joys and praise to, to their God. And here in the evangelical churches in America for these last centuries, here you have this great worship and adoration and love of Israel's God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's been a mystery to the Jewish people from a far land. They listen to the praise and worship in the evangelical churches here in the United States to this great God, to this, this Messiah of Israel, and the proclamation that this great God is uh, the Messiah, and He did come, and He did die, and He did raise from the dead, and He did through his mercy, he brought in a people that were not his people to be his people. This is a mystery. This is part of the great mystery. Revelation chapter 11 is that mystery, is a mystery of the two marvelous peoples of God, the Jewish people who are born again and the Gentile people who are born again. It is a, it is a, a marriage of of two peoples, one 
through natural birth, the other through adoption. But nevertheless, as Paul would state that, uh, and I'm going to get into these verses, this is why I asked you to get your Bibles and pay attention, because if you don't see who these two people are, if you don't see the importance of the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians working together, if you don't see this, you're going to miss this great plan of God, this great mystery and this dynamic that God intended at this time to, to uh, it had to, it has to take place. These two people, they have been at odds. There's been enmity according to what Paul had said. There's been a hatred. There's been a misunderstanding. And for the last 40 years, 50 years, uh, when I began working in kind of messianic uh, ministry in the 80s, uh, I, I understand the messianic movements. They all have their own, uh, their own flows. They all flow a different way. And it, just like with it in the churches, the evangelical churches, they all have a different flow. But God is going to end the flow and the direction that they may naturally want to go. God is going to bring clarity to the purpose behind. And what I mean messianic, I mean born again people who are truly Jewish, that are Jewish by natural birth this is a messianic believer to me and then those who are Gentile who are not Jewish there's a separation by blood I have friends this is kind of a touchy touchy uh, topic but I have to discuss it because I'm going to discuss it in the future and I want people to know where I where I'm coming from in my thinking it's vital to understand this I have friends who are Gentiles who have been involved with Messianic ministry over the last 40 years, 30, 40 years. Let's see, this is two, yeah, 40 years. And uh, they believe because they love the Jewish people and they love the feasts and they love the, the uh, Messianic ways that they have become Jewish. They believe that they are Jews. And I had to tell people, I'd say, I told this one brother, I said, no. I said, you're, you're a born Gentile. Your DNA did not change. You did not become a Jew. No, I'm Jewish. I'm going to make Aliyah uh, where you, you go to Israel and you, I forget, the, it's been so long, where you actually go and become a resident. I said, no, you, that's not going to happen. If you are not Jewish, you are not going to be uh, have access to any of the benefits that the Jewish people have in Israel. And eventually, he realized that uh, well, he had been his thinking was he had been basically deceived. No, Gentile people are never going to become Jewish. You're Gentile. Now, those that are Jew. They're never going to become Gentile. The Gentiles are never going to become Jews. You cannot change your DNA. So Messianics to me are those who are Jewish believers in Messiah. 
The rest are Gentile believers in Messiah. I just have a friend who, who uh, had a, who was a rabbi, a Christian rabbi. He was born again, but he is Jew. He found out he was Jewish, and he went the direction of becoming a rabbi in Colorado Springs. He just passed away here about a month ago. And uh, we would, uh, he would ask me to come and speak at his little congregation on Saturdays years ago. And my wife and I would go down and we would speak. And as time went on, uh, he, we would start to talk about the, the Trinity or the plurality of the Godhead or the triunity. Well, eventually one day he tells me that, he says, well, I don't believe that there is a Trinity in that, using that terminology. He said, I believe there's only God the Father and God the Son. And as a Messianic, uh, he'd gone Messianic. And I said, well, I said, then let's go to Isaiah 9, 6. This babe is the mighty God. And the counselor, and Christ said that uh, he's not going to build his church in Zechariah by might or by power, but by his spirit. So it's through the spirit of this Godhead, which Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8, if the Spirit of God, if the Spirit of Christ, if the Spirit dwell in you, there's the, there's the plurality of the Godhead right there in Romans chapter 8, but he couldn't see it. The Spirit is too powerful. And... Uh, so he, and within some of the Messianic movements, doctrinally, there, there are problems. God has two people. These two people are in Revelation chapter 11. They are two witnesses. They are two children in the family of God. One brought in naturally through birth. The other brought in as adoption, through adoption the Gentile people, a people that was not his people has become his people. But God has not forgotten the elect, the Jewish people as a people. Paul in the book of Romans, in chapter 9, 10, and 11, those three chapters, they make Paul as clearly as he could possibly make it, made it very clear in those three chapters the eternal purpose of God with the Jew, with the Gentile, and with the Jew and Gentile working together in the eternal plan of God. Then in Ephesians chapter 2 and chapter 3, he also talks about we being baptized into one spirit. So I'm going to go to another break. We're about done with this first hour. So... Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Radio Ministry. 
Finding it hard to buy high-quality beef that supports local ranchers and doesn't break the bank? Look no further, because High Country Custom Beef is your local beef partner. From the Ely Ranch northwest of Steamboat Springs, backed by the experience of five generations of cattle ranchers, you can buy high-quality Angus beef direct from us, the ranchers. Lock in today's lower prices before October 15th in bulk packages or box sets at hccbeef.com. That's hccbeef.com. High Country Custom Beef. Hi, this is Vince Rivera with Serenity Painting. What's up, guys? Vincent is a veteran, a friend of mine, a Christian, and a great guy who implements customer service and integrity into every job that he does. If you're looking for a painter that doesn't cut corners, that actually shows up when he says he's going to show up, who does what he says he's going to do, look no further than Serenity Painting and Decorating. GodsPainter28 at gmail.com. 970-978-9565. Check out our customer reviews, Serenity Painting. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. Hi, Amber with Two Girls in a Broom here. Hate cleaning? We love it. Two Girls in a Broom LLC offering residential and commercial cleaning services in Fort Collins, Colorado and surrounding areas. Call us today, 719-216-1143. Providing basic clean, deep clean, wet cleans or Airbnb services. Let Two Girls in a Broom LLC do the work. We'll take care of you and all your cleaning needs. Call us today, 719-216-1143. Won't forget what it's like inside this Hey man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. Well, we're finishing it out. We're finishing out hour number one. And uh, the podcasts, again, are on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section down to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. My contact information is P.O. Box, is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502 P.O. Box 872 Longmont uh, 80502 During the week here on 1360 AM from 2 until 3 Monday through Thursday I have the Present Truth program so you can uh, also listen 
uh, to those programs. And they also are on podcast, 1360KHNC.com, to the Present Truth Program. Now, the, God, you know, with, with uh, the matter of the plan that the Holy Spirit has with the Jew believer, Jewish believer and the Gentile believer, it is a vital plan. It is these two groups of people within the body of Christ that are going to be directly affected by the coming Antichrist because the Antichrist is coming to make war with them. Yes, the Antichrist is coming to make war with the body of believers in general, but more directly with these two witnesses. Because these two witnesses, they are, how do I put it? They have been measured by a standard, by God's standard, as individuals. And there will be no enmity between them. And there is an enmity still in the churches of God in this country and internationally. There's an enmity between the Jewish believer and the Gentile believers. There's a uh, suspicion. There is a... Because they don't understand. They are not secure in their relationship with Christ and the plan that Christ has for them individually. Paul addresses it again in Ephesians chapter 2 and 3. He addresses it in Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11. God is going to end the suspicion, the hatred, the animosity, uh, these different aspects of friction between the Jewish and the Gentile believer, they're going to set an example to the rest of the body of Christ. God prophesied it. God said it would happen. The Lord Jesus is commanding it. It will happen. It will come to pass. But it's going to take knowledge and understanding. It's going to take a humility We'll be back for the next hour in a second. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com, click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. Colorado health leaders say the state's now in its fifth wave of the pandemic. It's not as bad as previous ones, and the state says you can thank vaccinations for that. 
Latest modeling data shows one in every 99 Coloradoans is infected with COVID-19 right now. The state health department believes about 70% of Colorado has some immunity, mostly due to vaccinations, but little from prior infections. COVID hospitalizations are beginning to decline statewide. 868 people hospitalized as of late Saturday, down from more than 900 at one point in the past week. The state just started sharing inoculation data for those people. 83% of those in the hospitals are unvaccinated. The situation is worse in some counties than others. Larimer County's ICUs have been full for about three weeks now. Hospitals in El Paso County say they're treating more COVID patients right now than they have in the past nine months. I'm Jim Williams. Florida police now say the fiancé of a missing young woman's now missing himself. Authorities have searched a Florida nature preserve this weekend for Brian Laundrie. He and fiancé Gabby Petito have been on a big road trip over the summer to multiple national parks, including several in and near Colorado. Laundrie reportedly returned home alone last week, prompting a nationwide search for 22-year-old Gabby. Police made him a person of interest, he and his family not cooperating. Now Laundrie's parents claim they haven't seen him since Tuesday. Gabby's stepfather, Jim Schmidt, says that family's not giving up hope. We have each other right now, and we're, and we're keeping each other up. We're remaining strong. We have our moments. We're human, but we're, we're still focused on what we need to do, and that's to find her, and we're determined to do that. The FBI is coordinating several searches for Petito. Friday, their teams went through Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming, and two businesses near Colorado Springs say the couple paid them visits last month, and they're promising to help with the investigation. I'm Ted Worvin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. Professor, what's all the excitement about? It's Powerball. Now there's an extra drawing day and an add-on called Double Play where you can win up to $10 million for just a buck. So I'm searching for a mathematically perfect set of lucky numbers. Cosine, tangent, please excuse my dear aunt Sally. I've done it! You forgot to carry the one. Oh. Powerball is bigger and better than ever with a new Monday drawing and the chance to win up to $10 million with Double Play. Must be 18 to buy. Prizes equal 50% of overall sales. Odds of winning 1 in 25. See coloradolottery.com for details. American Financing is the lender you want on your side when it comes to buying a home. From custom home loans to competitive rates and everything in between, you can trust them to find you the best deal. They're local to Colorado, and they partner with some of the best real estate agents around. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep, his cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. C.S. Lewis Hi listeners, Jack here. The Hunting and Sportsman Gun Show is Northern Colorado's premier event in 2021. These shows feature dozens of vendors that guarantee the best selection of guns and ammo in Northern Colorado, from the Loveland Outlet Mall to Island Grove Park in Greeley. For show dates, locations, or table reservations, visit peshows.com. That is peshows.com. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton, Colorado. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. 
Whether you have a half an acre or 1,000, they carry the equipment you need. They always have a full-line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or back 40, Harsh Outdoors has got you covered. Reasons to own gold. Reason number 725. The government goes out of its way to make you believe Social Security has an account with your name on it with money just for you. But the Supreme Court ruled that payments due under Social Security are not property rights and are not protected. Social Security is merely a tax and the government is under no obligations to pay you anything. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit allamericangold.com. Okay, we're back for hour number two of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. This is Rick Rodriguez, founder of the Olive Tree, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. I founded it in uh, 2001 on uh, Friday night, right at Shabbat. Friday night, June the 2nd, 2021. And as I go forward, and in the first hour I was presenting, if you're just joining joining the program, that uh, God has two peoples in his body, the Jewish believer and the Gentile believer. Israel was not replaced by the church. Israel is still Israel, but the plan of God and the way in which God has been moving upon the nations for the last 2,000 years has been through His body, through the body of Christ, through the body that has the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit people that have been born again. This was a 2,000 year period of time plan uh, with God for the world that He would put His Spirit in mankind, in Jewish people and Gentile people, and the two, these two corporate, this, these two corporate people, in Messiah, would carry out the plan of God for the last two thousand years. And as Israel, Christ initially, uh, the children of Israel were the first to be born again, and then shortly within the early days, the early years of the church age, then the Gentile people were brought in to the body of Christ. Now at the end of the world, it has been a Gentile, for the most part, a Gentile uh, church. But here at the end of the world now, the Jewish people, God is opening the eyes of many Jewish people, and they are being born again. They have been born again. The great beginning of the move of God with the Jewish people began in America in the early 60s with the Jesus movement. I always refer to the Jesus movement because the Jesus movement is a is a uh, kind of a uh, point of reference to the evangelical Christians that uh, in America the baby boom generation 
the baby boom generation is a boy I, I, I see it so clearly I just don't know how to present it in America there was a great gathering of Jewish and Gentile young believers that were baby boom children into the body of Christ in America that would become a, ma a vast majority of believers in the evangelical churches of America. It would be the baby boom generation children that would become, many of them would become pastors, lay pastors involved in ministry, Jewish, Zola Lovett, uh, there was Sid Roth, there were many others that I, I, I can't think of their names. But it was a it was a phenomena that spread internationally that these uh, baby boom generation children would be for about a 16 year period of time they would there would just be a a dynamic in the body of Christ with young people it was it wasn't with so much older or middle-aged but it was with young people and the reason I say that it was a great plan of God and one way that I look at things is at the same time the Holy Spirit began to fall upon the youth of America the kingdom of darkness also the rise of witchcraft the rise of Satanism the introduction of the satanic Bible through Anton LaVey this all in step whenever there's a move of the Holy Spirit there is a counter move generally the counter move begins just before the move of the Holy Spirit yes the enemy knows where God is moving the enemy knows what God will intend to do and will move ahead of it not perfectly he won't always see it perfectly but he'll know where the Holy Spirit is beginning to move either with a with a culture or with a uh, group of people at a certain age level or it just depends or a nation and the enemy will already be there to frustrate the move of the Holy Spirit. The baby boom generation children are now retiring, dying. Uh, the from the late mid mid uh, late forties to this present time. They, the baby boom generation children are in their 70s, the mid-70s, even some to the late 70s. Donald Trump was a baby boom generation child. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama just caught in at the tail end of the baby boom generation. Uh, so there are so many important people that were baby boom generation people the people that were protesting in the 60s they were baby boom generation children they were protesting the direction that the country was going with the military programs 
with the society in general. Now these people that were one time, one time at one time the protesters are now the ones that are the politicians. They're the judges. They're in law enforcement. They have positions of power and authority. Nancy Pelosi, uh, these type of people, these, this group of people, that age group, the baby boom generation people are the people that David, King David talked about in the Psalms. He said there would be a generation, one generation, and the way he phrased it was, they would seek the God of Jacob. They would seek the face of the God of Jacob. That generation, meaning a 70-year period of time plus, 70 plus 10, possibly, we are that generation. We are the generation that truly, if we live a little while longer, will see Christ return. But we are the generation in America, in the evangelical churches, that would really reshape the Christianity internationally. The Catholic Church, the other churches, the European churches, all six of them, they would come to the land of the evangelical Christian people, which I call the land of Laodicea. The Laodicean church was a church that would be the prominent, predominant church in Babylon the Great of the end of the world. The great Babylon the Great that sat between two oceans. The Babylon the Great that the nations would have to trade with this nation by sea. Ancient Babylon, Iraq, would not be the uh, end of the end of the world Babylon. It would exist at the end of the world, but the prophecies about Babylon the Great at the end of the world, in which Babylon the Great would be destroyed and never be inhabited again, many have stated that was ancient Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon in Iraq, but those prophecies were never Filled, fulfilled with Iraq. There was a, a desert in the sand, which is Iraq, but the, de the end of the world, Babylon the Great, would have to be traded with by sea on the Pacific side to the west, the Atlantic side to the east. This is why the vision of the the vision that God is is presenting to the Christian the evangelical Christian people in America is the vision that the we are we are in the heart of the realm of the coming antichrist God wants the churches in America to see that because there's a short period of time where the Holy Spirit can work individually with people to prepare them for that time and to train them for that time and to give them the knowledge and understanding of the purpose that we evangelical Christians have 
in America for the time to come. That revelation is in Revelation chapter 11. Two witnesses. Two people, Jewish and Gentile. To understand Revelation 11, you have to read and understand what Paul the Apostle is saying in, in Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11, which is what I've got to get to now. I did last week, I touched on chapter 9. I did ch touch on chapter 10. Today I want to go over 10 again and chapter 11. Now, it's interesting how Paul begins each of these chapters. In chapter 9, he states this. I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience, enlightened and prompted by the Holy Spirit, bears witness with me that I have bitter grief and incessant anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off and banished from Christ for the sake of my brethren, and instead of them, my natural kinsmen and my fellow countrymen. For they are Israelites, and to them belong God's adoption as a nation, and the glorious presence, the Shekinah presence. With them were the special covenants made, to them was the law given, to them the temple worship was revealed, and God's own promises announced. So Paul is talking about his people, Israel. And he's talking about them at, at a distance. Why? Because he's born again. And he realizes the gulf between them. As a born again Christian, and they just natural Israel in the flesh, he realized that he wished there was a way that he could break that that, uh, that uh, gap between them to get them to understand that God, they are God's people, but God has to bring them into greater revelation, into a new experience. The new experience is the Messiah. In Romans chapter 10, Paul says along the same line, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. He talks about that gap. He's talking now about that void, that abyss between them. For I bear them record, they have the zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. This is Romans 10, chapter 6. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what does it say? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So Paul, at the beginning of each of these chapters, he's addressing the children of Israel, and he sees the distance between where he is in his understanding and knowledge of the plan of God through rebirth and the distance 
with the Jewish people who still are looking at everything in the from the perspective of Moses and the law. Now I'm going to jump to chapter 11. He's staying on the same vein. Then he said, "Oh, then he says, okay, let's see. Then he says in in Romans 11, I ask then, it's almost like, uh, well, let me read it. I ask then, has God totally rejected and disowned his people? Of course not. Why? I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. No, God has not rejected or disowned his people, whose destiny he had marked out and appointed and foreknown from the beginning. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleased with God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and seek, they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So also at the present time, there is a remnant, a small believing minority, selected, chosen by grace, by God's unmerited favor and graciousness. So in other words, Paul realizes that, and he had to, going to the Old Testament prophets, Paul realized that there, and he had to accept the fact that some of the Jewish brethren were never going to meet Messiah. But in Romans chapter 8 or chapter 11, as I go, as I go through these, this chapter in detail later on, you'll see that it is God's responsibility to keep the elect in Israel for himself it's his responsibility, and he says, Paul says, there is a remnant. There is that group that are going to be born again. But those that are not born again, God is still, for the elect's sake, for the Father's sake, God is still, still has a plan with them, and he will keep them. <clears throat> now, as Paul goes on from chapter 9 into 10 and into 11, 11 is basically about the elect of God, how the Jewish people in Israel presently, they are still gods. God is going to have to work with them, but they are His, and He is faithful to them. He gave them promises, and He's going to keep them. He has covenants with them. He's going to keep them. But Paul in chapter 9 and 10 is basically talking about the transition from the law to faith and the, from the seed that was natural, the, the children of Israel through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a natural to a spiritual people by faith. This is the way in which Paul realizes and he, he 
shows the transition in these chapters. The transition from the law to faith, from the being natural to a people who is not a people who becomes a people. So with that, I'm going to, if you have your Bibles out, if you will understand these chapters, you're going to understand Revelation chapter 11. You're going to see the plan that God has with the Jewish believer, the Gentile believer. And Paul talks about the, the uh, problem between them. He, later on, he becomes a believer. And he sees in the churches, he sees the animosity. He sees the problems that's taking place with the Jewish and Gentile believer. This is in the book, this is 2,000 years ago, 1,900 plus years ago. He sees that problem. That problem exists to this very day. But God, in our time, is going to remedy that problem distance between these two people. How is he going to distance it? By knowledge, by understanding, by his spirit, and so that there is no competition between them. They have to work together because they're going to have a common enemy. The common enemy, enemy is the world, the cosmos. The Jewish and Gentile believer in the book of Acts and the first hundred years and the first hundred and fifty and hundred two hundred years of the body of Christ there was a hatred and there was a persecution and through that persecution there was no problems. They worked together but it took hardship. Now, I'm going to once again begin in Romans chapter 9. And in the next hour and a half, I'm going to go through these three chapters. Romans 9.1 I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience enlightened and prompted by the Holy Spirit, bearing witness with me. Verse 2 I have, not, I have bitter grief and incessant anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off and banished from Christ for the sake of my brethren, and instead of them, my natural kinsmen and my fellow countrymen. Verse 4, For they are Israelites, and to them belong God's adoption as a nation, and the glorious presence, the Shekinah glory. With them is the special covenant. But here's the thing. We today, we in the body of Christ, the Shekinah glory is no longer with Israel. We have to understand that. The Shekinah glory is with the body of Christ, with the people of Christ, Jewish and Gentile. The Shekinah glory of God is now within our temple, within our bodies. The Shekinah glory is no longer with Israel. It is with the body of Christ. This is God's plan. This is the way it is. It cannot be changed. The Shekinah glory. We have the Shekinah glory. The presence of God within each believer. To them the temple worship 
was revealed and God's own promises announced. The type is the temple in Israel. But the reality is we are now the temple. We within each of us resides the Holy Spirit. Resides this Shekinah glory. Yes, Israel has his temple. But God's temple in the world today in which his Shekinah glory indwells are the believers in the body of Christ, Jewish and Gentile. To them the temple worship was revealed and God's own promises announced. Yes, Israel has the covenants that were promised to them, given to them. The laws, the, 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 the covenants with Moses, King David, yes. But we have greater promises to the body of Christ. The people in the body of Christ need to realize this. We have the greater promises of God that have been uh, promised to us. We have, we have been promised that every day is a day of atonement. Every day our sins are washed away. It's not once a year thing. It's every day. We have every day atonement. We have every day a Passover. Christ is our Passover every day. It's not a once a year thing. The reality of all the, the, the feast days is Messiah, is Jesus Christ. He's the reality. He's the reality. Every day we're going to sin. Every day we're going to... Uh, and He's the atonement. He's the one. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we come back to the Father. We have the Passover lamb every day because every day death is, is stalking. Death is going to, to come at us. We have to have the Passover lamb every day. Okay, we'll be continuing. Please hang on. 1360khnc.com, Olive Tree Ministry. Treat your ears and shake your rear with the Funky Garage Fossil Jostle, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. on 1360 KHNC. You'll hear the coolest 60s garage, psychedelic surf, and 60s and 70s funky grooves. Tune in, turn up, and get down. Check a Pro Joe here. Is your attic hot? Are your electric bills high? If you answered yes to either question, tune in to the Check a Pro Radio Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. On the show, we discuss ways to save you money and be more comfortable in your home. If your attic is hot and you're uncomfortable in your home, you may need more insulation or a solar attic fan. Call Koala Insulation at 303-327-9293. That's 303-327-9293. Hi, folks. J.D., the Colorado Deplorable here, and I want to tell you about EnviroShapes Concrete, a local veteran-owned company doing business along the Front Range for over 30 years. You can email them at EnviroShapes at gmail.com or call or text them at 303-775-7926. That's 303-775-7926. EnviroShapes does every job like it's their own home. The creation of the cell phone has been an incredible technological advancement with many conveniences. At the same time, it became the largest vulnerable device the world has ever seen and destroys any privacies you think you may have. At any given time, multiple governmental agencies or hackers can be listening to your cell phone calls 
or intercepting your texts. Because of this invasion of privacy, the Defense Enabling and Assisting Framework, known as DEF, was developed to keep your personal and digital cell phone transmissions protected. To learn more, visit us at DEFProtection.com. That's DEFProtection.com. Make sure your calls, texts, and all digital transmissions are cloaked at all times. That's DEFProtection.com. Remember, privacy is freedom. The Bible says, you shall not murder. And everyone knows abortion is murder, right? But the pro-life industry tells us it's not murder. And if the baby's heartbeat can't be heard, it's not murder if you wait three days. Or if the abortionist has the proper paperwork on file with the state. But it is murder. Join Colorado Right to Life and act to stop abortion now and to end it for all time. Search Colorado Right to Life right now to find out how. That's Colorado Right to Life right now. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 8 to 11 for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. All right, we'll just continue. This is Romans chapter 9, verse 5. To them belong the patriarchs, and as far as his natural descent was concerned, from then, from them is the Christ, who is exalted and supreme over all. God bless forever. Amen. Verse 6, 9, 6. However, it is not as though God's word had failed, coming to nothing. For it is not everybody who is a descendant of Jacob, Israel, who belongs to to the true Israel. They, verse 7, they are not all the children of Abraham because they are the blood, of, they are not by blood his descendants. No, the promise was, your descendants will be called and counted through the line of Isaac to Abraham, though Abraham had an older son. It wouldn't be through the firstborn son of Abraham, Ishmael. It would be through Isaac. That is to say, it is not the children of the body of Abraham who are made God's children, but is the offspring to whom the promise applies that shall be counted as Abraham's true descendants. For this is what the promise said, About this time next year will I return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only that, but this also, Rebekah conceived, two sons under the exact same circumstances by our father Isaac. Verse 11, this is Romans 9:11. And the children were not unborn or not yet and the children were yet unborn and had so far done nothing either good or evil. Even so, in order order further to carry out God's purpose of selection or election or choice now this is a tough one, which depends not on works or what men can do, but on him who calls them. God does, in his infinite wisdom, he calls people and he positions people as he pleases. And as we go on, 
uh, we will see that God loves Jacob. He hates Esau. And this has been kind of a, a curveball to many Christians. But let's see, what, let's see what Paul says here. It was said to her that the elder son would serve the younger son. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we conclude? Is there injustice on God's part? Certainly not. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion or pity on whom I will have compassion. So then, God's gift is not a question of human will and human effort, but of God's mercy. It depends not on one's own willingness, nor on his strenuous exertion, as in running a race, but on God's having mercy on him. This is something that's very hard to understand, uh, God's mercy. And I have things to say about that, but I'm going to stay with the program here. Verse 17, Romans 9, 17. Well, I better, I better say something. I better address the matter of God's mercy. God is sovereign. He has, uh, again, an eternal plan. He's the one who directs everything in His universe. And we don't know why, in a sense, we believers in America would live in, in the greatest land, in the greatest time, and there are others throughout the nations that are daily just attempting to survive. Again, God has a plan. He is sovereign. Uh, what can we say? But, with, like Paul made it, made it clear and the scripture makes it clear, whether we have need or whether we have plenty, we have to be victorious in wherever God has us. By the power of His Spirit, we can be victorious. People who have great wealth, they have to be victorious so they don't miss the plan of God with their lives because what great wealth can really uh, be uh, a tool the enemy can use to destroy them, to keep them from fulfilling the purpose of God in their lives. Poverty. It can be used by the devil to keep the people who are in poverty from being victorious and fulfilling the plan that God has for their lives. Now, with these people in the, in the third world countries, like in China, who are in these... Uh, System, the system of just manufacturing. How is it that these people have a relationship with the Holy Spirit that we cannot imagine? 
they are making it day by day through the power of the Holy Spirit. And in that hardship, I promise you they are victorious. I have read stories of the churches in China and how they are victorious in spite of the conditions that they're in. I've read the stories of those in the gulags in Russia. And there was a uh, book I read years ago, Vanya, a Jew young Jewish man there in Russia. He was a soldier. And what he went through and how God met him and kept him. These people in Asia, in China, or other parts of the world, they look to God daily, maybe even hour by hour, for miracles. I call them micro or macro miracles to make it from day to day to day. We in this country, yes, we occasionally have a miracle here or there. We are moving into a time where we are going to need to look to God for miracles. And these and we have to prepare ourselves to to put ourselves in a in a frame of mind where yes, we can go to a grocery store, we can go we can shop here, we can go wherever we want. We have gas available to us. But little by little as things change, eventually God is going to wean us off of depending on natural to depend on spiritual. Little by little, God is going to wean us. And people that are, oh, there's so much here, so many directions I can go. We're, we're moving into a time where we've got to have miracles. And I'm going to address this more thoroughly in the future. But I really need to stay to the script here. Okay. Then, Romans 9.17. <clears throat> Why does God have mercy on us the way He does? I don't know. It's a mercy that we're even born again. It is a great mercy to even be born again. If we had not been at a certain place at a certain time to meet Christ, to have that meeting with Christ, like the Samaritan woman, she's at the well, and here's Christ. We had a moment where we met the Lord Jesus. If we had missed that appointment, there is, not, there, there is no guarantee that there would have been another appointment with Him. That one appointment, that day that we were born again, was vital. It was a vital appointment arranged by God in His sovereignty. The conditions were right. The time was right. Everything was right. Your heart was right. And you accepted Him where you were. Whatever your condition was, whatever the situation, circumstances were, you had an appointment pre-planned, pre-ordained by God. He was there and he worked everything out so you would be there and the two of you met and you received him that mercy that's mercy now verse 17 for the scripture said to pharaoh to pharaoh here's what 
here's what it was. I have raised you up for this very purpose of displaying my power in destroying you so that my name may be proclaimed the whole world over. Pharaoh was born to be destroyed. Pharaoh was born so that God could display his power. That's not in the thinking naturally of a man. But there are people in the world who have made a decision to give their lives to the devil. Once they make that decision, then God has the right to use them however He wants. Once they've made a decision not to receive Christ, well, they begin. They they become a vessel, and they can. God can do whatever He pleases to do with them whenever. Verse eighteen. Here we go back again to. So then, He has mercy on whoever He wills, whoever He chooses. He hardens. He makes stubborn. He makes unyielding the heart of whoever He wills. He used Pharaoh's heart and he hardened Pharaoh's heart. Romans 9.20 or 9.19 So you will say to me when does he still find fault and blames us for sinning? For who can resist and withstand his will? Verse 20 But who are you? You're a mere man to criticize and to contradict and answer back to God. Will what is formed say to him that formed it, Why did you make me this way? We were created. He was the creator. And a lot of times Christians like to complain and accuse the Lord. But the Lord is saying, Why do you accuse me? I am the potter. You are the clay. I can make vessels to be destroyed. I can make vessels for honor. Verse 21. Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same mass or the lump one vessel for beauty and another vessel or one vessel for beauty and distinction and honorable use and another for destruction or dishonorable use verse 22 what if god although finally although fully intending to show the awfulness of his wrath and to make known his power and authority what if he tolerates with much patience the vessels or the objects of his anger which are ready ripe for destruction what if he waits and decides, eh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to destroy them right now. I'm going to wait a while. Personally, I don't like that. I wish he would just destroy these wicked people. But he says, what if I decide and I tolerate with much patience these vessels, these objects of his anger, which are ready, which are ripe for destruction? Then on the other side, on our side, he says, and what if 
What if he purposes to make known and show the wealth of his glory in dealing with the vessels, the objects of his mercy, which he has prepared beforehand from the foundation of the world for glory? That's us. What if he decides with his mercy to just have us basically wait so that he can display his wealth and his glory upon us. Even including ourselves who he has called not only from among the Jews but also from among the Gentiles. Now Paul begins to incorporate the whole plan the eternal plan of God. Now he addresses it. Even including ourselves, whom he has called. So some of the Jews didn't make it. But he's saying, even ourselves, whom he has called. So not all the Jews make it, but there are some now of the Jews who he has called, not only from among the Jews, but also from among the Gentiles. Just as he said in Hosea, Those who were not my people, I will call my people. And who, 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 and her, who was not beloved, I will call my beloved. This is the eternal... Now Paul begins to expound to the Romans. Yes, the promises were to Israel, but... God has a people that was not His people. And like I stated last week in the Gospel of John, verse, chapter 10, verse 16, Christ was here with the Jewish people, with the disciples, and He tells them, I have another fold, F-O-L-D, I have another fold I must bring in. That is the Gentile people. God has a plan with both peoples. He cannot bring perfect judgment upon the nations without two witnesses, without two corporate peoples, Jew and Gentile. This is explained more perfectly in Revelation 11. But to understand Revelation 11, we have to understand Paul's writings in Romans 9, 10, and 11. Now I'm going to continue. And it shall be that in the very place where it was said to them, You are not my people, they shall be called sons of the living God. This was a curveball to the Jewish people. It was a ball they could not grasp. It was hard in the book of Acts for them to fathom that Peter had gone to Cornelius, who the household of Cornelius, who was a Jew. It was hard. It was hard for the, the apostles in Jerusalem to hear about Paul out amongst the nations apart from Israel preaching the gospel of Messiah. It was something different. It was something they had they couldn't quite grasp. 
because the promises were to Israel. And now the Gentiles are, Gentiles are being brought into the plan. Okay, so hold on. We've got another little break. We'll be right back. Do you ever wake up and feel like there should be someone to run your errands? We want to get things done, but just don't have enough time. Many of us hire concierge services like dog walkers or food and grocery delivery. Why should your insurance needs be any different? At Badger Insurance Advisors, we act as your concierge for all things insurance, pairing quotes and prices and recommending the best insurance for your needs. Call or text us today at 303-359-1799 or check us out at badgerinsuranceadvisors.com. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at DehiboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-B-O. DehiboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. Are you an expert in your field? Do you want to educate your fellow man? Or have you always just wanted to be on the radio? Here at 1360 KHNC, you can do just that by hosting your own radio show. Looking to grow your business or share your thoughts and opinions or simply bragging to your friends that you have your own radio show. For more information, call us at 970-587-5003 or email us at contact at 1360KHNC.com. Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com. Okay, we're going to finish out with Romans chapter 9. So, going to verse, a people that were not my people, I will call my beloved. 27, Romans 9, 27. Isaiah calls out solemnly and cries aloud over Israel. Though the number of the sons of Israel be like the sand of the sea, only a remnant, a small part of them, will be saved from perdition and condemnation and judgment. Verse 28, For the Lord will execute his sentence upon the earth. He will conclude and close his account with man completely, without delay. 
rigorously cutting it short in his justice. We're in that time right now. Verse 29. It is as Isaiah predicted that the Lord of hosts has not left us, a, if he had not left us a seed from which to propagate descendants, we Israel would have fared like Sodom and would have been like Gomorrah. So now Paul is saying, okay, he is saying now, well, let me, let me just go on. Verse 30. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles who did not follow after righteousness, who did not seek salvation by right relationship to God, have attained it by faith, a righteousness imputed by God based on and produced by faith. Whereas Israel, though ever in a pursuit of a law for the securing of righteousness and right standing with God, actually did not succeed in fulfilling the law. So the, Jew, the Gentiles now by faith are fulfilling the law. The Jews are refusing to leave the law. So Paul is saying now that he is, is introducing the thought of the Gentiles, how God has brought them into this plan. Verse 32, for that reason, because they pursued it not through faith, relying instead on the merits of their works, they did not depend on the faith, but on what they could do. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone that will make men stumble, a rock that will make them fall. But he who believes in him, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, shall not be put to shame, nor be disappointed in his expectations. So, Paul is saying, and introducing in chapter 9, the Jewish people, I, as much as he didn't like to talk about it, he wanted the Jewish people to be brought into that experience of being born again like the Apostle Paul, but they didn't want that experience through faith. They were still holding on to the law of Moses. But here the Gentiles, by faith, they have received this word, and by faith they willingly have received the Messiah, and through that they have attain to the righteousness, not of the law, but of the righteousness that comes through faith. So now Paul is going to go into chapter 10 now, and that's what we're going to do, and we're going to cover in the next hour. So please, the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com, to the Olive Tree program for this day, and we'll be back and I'll give contact information shortly. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now, buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com, click on the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin.
Colorado health leaders say the state's now in its fifth wave of the pandemic. It's not as bad as previous ones, and the state says you can thank vaccinations for that. Latest modeling data shows one in every 99 Coloradoans is infected with COVID-19 right now. The state health department believes about 70% of Colorado has some immunity, mostly due to vaccinations, but little from prior infections. COVID hospitalizations are beginning to decline statewide. 868 people hospitalized as of late Saturday, down from more than 900 at one point in the past week. The state just started sharing inoculation data for those people. 83% of those in the hospitals are unvaccinated. The situation's worse in some counties than others. Larimer County's ICUs have been full for about three weeks now. Hospitals in El Paso County say they're treating more COVID patients right now than they have in the past nine months. I'm Jim Williams. Florida police now say the fiancé of a missing young woman is now missing himself. Authorities have searched a Florida nature preserve this weekend for Brian Laundrie. He and fiancé Gabby Petito have been on a big road trip over the summer to multiple national parks, including several in and near Colorado. Laundrie reportedly returned home alone last week, prompting a nationwide search for 22-year-old Gabby. Police made him a person of interest, he and his family not cooperating. Now Laundrie's parents claim they haven't seen him since Tuesday. Gabby's stepfather, Jim Schmidt, says that family's not giving up hope. We have each other right now, and we're, and we're keeping each other up. We're remaining strong. We have our moments. We're human, but we're, we're still focused on what we need to do, and that's to find her, and we're determined to do that. The FBI is coordinating several searches for Petito. Friday, their teams went through Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming, and two businesses near Colorado Springs say the couple paid them visits last month, and they're promising to help with the investigation. I'm Ted Werbin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. Professor, what's all the excitement about? It's Powerball. Now there's an extra drawing day and an add-on called Double Play where you can win up to $10 million for just a buck. So I'm searching for a mathematically perfect set of lucky numbers. Cosine, tangent, please excuse my dear aunt Sally. I've done it! You forgot to carry the one. Oh. Powerball is bigger and better than ever with a new Monday drawing and the chance to win up to $10 million with Double Play. Must be 18 to buy. Prizes equal 50% of overall sales. Odds of winning 1 in 25. See coloradolottery.com for details. American Financing is the lender you want on your side when it comes to buying a home. From custom home loans to competitive rates and everything in between, you can trust them to find you the best deal. They're local to Colorado, and they partner with some of the best real estate agents around. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1970. We use the latest non-toxic green cleaning systems and state-of-the-art tensioning units to assure a quality and consistent finish. Located in Severance and Fort Collins, from wedding gowns to sleeping bags, we do it all. For info and directions, call us at 970-775-0623. Again, 970-775-0623. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. 
and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Finding it hard to buy high-quality beef that supports local ranchers and doesn't break the bank? Look no further, because High Country Custom Beef is your local beef partner. From the Ely Ranch northwest of Steamboat Springs, backed by the experience of five generations of cattle ranchers, you can buy high-quality Angus beef direct from us, the ranchers. Lock in today's lower prices before October 15th in bulk packages or box sets at hccbeef.com. That's hccbeef.com. High Country Custom Beef. All right, good after good morning and welcome back. Hour three of the uh, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. And uh, I haven't been giving out my contact information. I've been trying to uh, get through Romans 9, 10, and 11. The two great peoples of God that uh, the mystery of the time in which we live in, the two witnesses, the Jewish people, the Gentile people in the body of Christ that are going to testify on God's behalf against a God-hating world. My contact information is P.O. Box 872 Longmont, Colorado, 80501. I forgot to tell, introduce myself. This is I, I'm Rick Rodriguez. I'm the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. And this program is every uh, Sunday from 8 to 11. The Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. For those that travel through the area, you can get me on podcasts. You can get their, these programs are archived. The programs are streamed on this station. All programs stream daily on 1360khnc.com. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from 2 to 3, I have the Present Truth program every day for those at that hour. So, I've been talking about the two great people in the body of Christ. And Paul talks about them in Romans 9, 10, and 11. I'm going to continue with chapter Romans chapter now, Romans chapter 10. I touched on them last week, but I feel that I needed to really cover these chapters as perfectly as possible because uh, Paul is introducing to the to the people that he's writing to in the in the church in Rome that God has a people the Jewish people but he has incorporated the people that were not his people the Gentile people but that God has not 
left the Jewish people or forgotten the promises that were made through the covenants to the Jewish people. But from the Jewish people, God would have a residue that would also, like the Apostle Paul, be born again, because in the body of Christ there had to be both Jew and Gentile. Initially, in the first years of the church, the uh, church was mainly Jewish, but then eventually it began to shift and in the, Jew, the Gentile people began to be brought in. And Paul be, was, would become the apostle to the Gentiles. And he would have to communicate to the apostles in Jerusalem that Hosea and Isaiah had both prophesied that God would bring in the Gentile people that were not a people. God would bring them in as his people because God had to have two peoples in the church. Jew and Gentile. And for the most part, that the Jewish nation would be blinded and they would miss the Messiah and the plan of Messiah. But there would be a small group, a remnant, that would still, God would have mercy and bring them into that revelation, into that experience. Paul was not only in the revelation, but in the experience of Messiah. And he was raised to preach to the Gentile and to write to the Jewish people so that they would understand the plan and the mystery of God. Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. And in the book of Hebrews, he goes into depth how Christ is God himself. He goes into depth about who Christ is. And the theology and the doctrine of Messiah and the Jewish people and how everything was to the Jewish people, but they were stiff-necked and wouldn't receive God's way, God's plan. And Paul disguised his writings by writing the book of Hebrews anonymously. He was wise in that, and, and what is presented is people have... for hundreds of years try to figure out who wrote the book of Hebrews. Well, Paul did. But he wrote it anonymously because there were many Jewish people who would never have accepted anything from him because he was a turncoat. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was, he was educated in the law. Uh, he was at the top. And now he becomes a Christian well, he was demonized by the religious world of that time, so the Jewish people basically would not have received anything that he had written. But Paul needed to write the book of Hebrews to let the Hebrew people understand everything that God intended was initially to you, the Hebrew people. Because Paul was, his attempt, like in the book of Romans 9, 10, 
and leaven, he's just always talking about how he wishes the Jewish people could come into Messiah, how they could see the revelation, how God's intention was not by physical birth, but by spiritual birth through faith into Messiah. Well, the book of Hebrews was a better way to present to the Jewish people Messiah. And the book of Hebrews, this is why it's such a great book. Now, I'm going to go to chapter 10 of Romans, and we'll see by understanding Romans 9, 10, and 11, you'll see the way in which God is presenting to the Jew and to the Gentile his plan. And Paul is presenting this plan. Then in Ephesians, Paul goes on to talk about how the Jew and the Gentile were baptized into one body. But he comes from a different approach. But we're going to stay with Romans right now. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. This is why he wrote the book of Hebrews. Verse 2, For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. And he's basically in a subtle way explaining to them, Christ has come. Or who shall ascend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. Paul is, with this in mind, Paul is saying, Messiah did come to the earth. And Messiah did go into the bowels of the earth. And Messiah has come out of the bowels of the earth. Verse 8, But what saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So he just discusses who shall bring Christ, who's going to go down and bring Christ up? Well, God has raised him from the dead you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, you have what's in your heart, and you speak what's in your heart, and it comes out your mouth, and the confession is made to salvation. For what does the scripture say? Whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, Romans 10, 12. For there is no difference. And here we go again. Here we go. Paul is once again presenting to the Gentile believer this thought. 
For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. This one verse right here, there is a lot. There is a, it is a small pamphlet of understanding here. Paul is saying, there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. No difference. He's trying to, already he sees the animosity that the Jew and the Greek have. Each claiming they have bragging rights over Messiah. Well, I'm a Jew. I have the bragging rights. But then the Gentiles saying, no, God rejected the Jews. And he's come to the Gentiles. No, the Gentiles have no bragging rights. None. God is not... Re God is not... Uh, has, he is still held to the promises He made to natural Israel. The covenants He made with Israel are still there. They will be there till a thousand years out from now. God is going to set up and establish His kingdom in Israel. Those promises are set. We can't change them. So no, the Gentiles have no bragging rights. The Jewish people that are born again have no bragging rights. Those bragging rights are an offense to God. The Holy Spirit will not agree with it. The Holy Spirit will not allow these, this contention between His people. He didn't allow it back then. He won't allow it in this day. No difference between the Jew and the Greek. And here's what He says at the end of this verse. Romans 10, 12b. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. He's rich unto all that call upon Him. That's a qualification. Whoever calls upon Him, He is rich unto them. The same God, when they call, that same God comes. That same God appears. That's, they have the experience of that same God. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jew or Gentile, when you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. When you say, O oh Lord Jesus, O oh Lord Yeshua, whatever your, your practice is, you will be saved. The cultures of the world have their own languages. And whatever in their language, they have the name of the Almighty God. And regardless of the language, whatever name it is in their language that is the Messiah when they call that Messiah will save them that Messiah will save them in the millennial kingdom to come the main language internationally will be Hebrew now in our time the main language is English it's shifting. It's changing. It will change in the millennial kingdom. But in the, all the languages, the Holy Spirit, He 
has given his name to the languages. He has to. If he didn't give his name to the different languages of this world, he would be unrighteous. But because he is not unrighteous, he has given his name to every language, to every people, to every continent. Whoever shall call upon that name shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent. It is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. That's our duty. We who are born again people, we have been sent. We are the ones who have, through our speaking, we have life in our words. We have the way in which to present our mighty God, the God who saved us, we have a way with His wisdom and with His utterance, the way to present Him to people. As we see Him, as we know Him, as we experience Him, as we proclaim Him, people will understand. We speak it, they will see but they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not of me. This is the Gentile people. So Paul is explaining to the people in Rome and to all who would read that the Jewish people, the, 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 the heathens, the promises weren't to them. The covenants were not to the heathen. But in Jesus Christ, in Messiah, they received this new hope. Verse 19, did not Israel know? But before that, first Moses said, I am going to provoke you, speaking to the children of Israel, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are, not, are no people. And by a foolish nation, I will anger you. Moses was prophesying to the children of Israel. And then Isaiah, he was very bold. And he says, you know, you don't want to talk to the Jewish people like this. Because they will take Isaiah 
put him in a log and cut him in two. But he said, God says, I was found of them that sought me not. Now, Isaiah is talking about God. He, in, in, he's speaking for God. And he's saying, here's what, you children of Israel, here's what God is saying to you, that he is going to be found. God is saying, I was found of them that sought me not. Israel, you're not seeking him, but somebody that's not supposed to seek him finds him. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. So in other words, another people are going to be found. They're going to find God. Someone who doesn't ask for the God of Israel is going to find the God of Israel. But to Israel, he said, all day long I have stretched forth my hand unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. So Paul is saying, basically, for a time being, twilight has come upon the nation of Israel. God is moving to the Gentile people. And it was tough. It's tough for Paul to talk like that. And it's tough for the Jewish people to hear that. But the Gentile people had to understand it because we are in the time of the Gentiles. But we're coming to that end. Now I'm going to start in verse chapter 11 of Romans. Verse 11. I ask then. So Paul has presented what God is going to do with the children of Israel. But then he says this. I ask then, has God totally rejected and disowned his people? Of course not. Now, verse chapter 11 is talking about the Jewish people that have missed Messiah. The Jewish people that are now going to be in blindness. But here's what, but Paul still speaks very carefully and very tenderly of them because they are still in God's plan. The children of Israel today, in Israel, they're in blindness. But we got to be speak very, be, be very delicate in how you and what you say, because uh, Genesis twelve twelve, I will curse those that curse thee, I will bless those that bless thee. These these people, you'll be cursed if you curse them. You bless them, you'll be blessed. So Paul was being very careful here. He, has God totally rejected and disowned his people? Of course not. Why? I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. No, God has not rejected and disowned his people, whose destiny he has marked out and appointed and foreknown from the beginning. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleased with God against Israel? Lord, they killed your prophets. They demolished your altars. I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. There will be those perfect people that are Jewish that will be born again. But within the nation of Israel, in the stock of Israel, God will have those that he will protect, that will not bow the knee, bow the knee to Baal, to other the other God. 
Verse 5. So also at the present time, there is a remnant, there's a small believing minority selected, chosen by grace, by God's unmerited favor and graciousness. But if it is by grace, by His unmerited favor and graciousness, it is no longer conditioned on works or anything men have done. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. It would be meaningless. What then? What shall we conclude? Israel failed to obtain what it sought. And what it sought was God's favor by obedience to the law. Only the elect, those chosen few, obtained it. While the rest of them became callously indifferent, blinded, hardened, and made insensitive to it. As it is written, God gave them a spirit, an attitude of stupor, eyes that should not see, ears that should not hear, that has continued down to this very day. Verse 9. And David said, Let their table, let their feasting, banqueting, become a snare and a trap, a pitiful and a just retribution, like a boomerang upon them. Let their eyes be darkened, dimmed, so that they cannot see, and make them bend their back, stooping beneath their burden forever. So in other words, hardship was going to come to Israel. I'm not going to be able to get to it today, but in uh, Hosea, Hosea, it is very clear what God has done with the children of Israel through the last 2,000 years and how they would not have a king, they would not have a nation, they would not have a temple. But I'm going to continue and we'll finish out with Romans chapter 11 in a few minutes. So we'll be back. Hey, hey, yes, you. Yes, you. Be sure to listen to Fake in the Truth, where Jason and Brian will bring you social media level fakeness Monday through Thursdays at 3 p.m. right here on KHNC 1360 AM and 1360 KHNC.com. Hi, this is Vince Rivera with Serenity Painting. What's up, guys? Vincent is a veteran, a friend of mine, a Christian, and a great guy who implements customer service and integrity into every job that he does. If you're looking for a painter that doesn't cut corners, that actually shows up when he says he's going to show up, does what he says he's going to do, look no further than Serenity Painting and Decorating. Godspainter28 at gmail.com. 970-978-9565. Check out our customer reviews, Serenity Painting. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here are some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs. Or racist cows. Climate coaches. Or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, 
and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. Hi, everybody. It's Leah with Leah Live. Join me weekdays from 4 to 6 where we will talk about the news, both local and national that could possibly change our lives. All right, we're in the last 30 minutes of today's program. And I know that uh, sometimes you can't sit and listen for a full three hours. So that's why we have the technology and we can go to, or you can go to, uh, 1360khnc.com to the podcast section and down to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church every Sunday from 8 to 11. Also, you can contact me at, thir- at uh, 1360. Yeah, because I'm here a lot. But uh, you can contact me, Olive Tree Ministry. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, Colorado 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont 80502. And I want to thank you for those who assist me financially. Thank you very much. And I thank you all also for your prayers. I'm telling you, in the time in which we're in, the devil children of the devil they don't like things they don't like uh, I tell you I I do have to pray a lot and I thank you for your prayers thank you and please pray for yourselves that God protect you keep you protect you you and everyone that you love those around you uh, I mean the the the, the the children in the, in the uh, uh, New Age movement, they burn a lot of incense to their gods. Well, our prayers are like the aroma, the sweet aroma that goes up before the God himself, the incense that goes into the third heaven. This is the only thing of man that gets into the third heaven at this time, is the incense of our prayers. That's the only thing that gets into God's heaven. And that comes before God and our incense needs to increase our prayers. Don't 
Don't be ashamed to pray for yourself. Don't be ashamed to pray God give you more revelation, more vision, more understanding. Pray for yourselves. Pray for others. So thank you for your prayers. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It helps me. God helps give me direction. And I know it comes through prayers. I just know a lot of times I'm being carried on prayers. I really appreciate it. Now we're going to continue here with Romans chapter 11. <clears throat> the Jewish people are in a partial blindness presently. Now Paul says in Romans 11, 11, So I ask, have they, the Jewish people, stumbled as to fall to their utter spiritual ruin uh, to fall? Have they stumbled to fall? By no means. By no means, he says. But through their false step and transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to arouse Israel and to see, feel what they forfeited and to make them jealous. Now if the stumbling, their lapse, their transgression has so enriched the world as large, and if Israel's failure means such riches for the Gentiles, think what an enrichment and a greater advantage will follow their full reinstatement. When Israel is reinstated to their position in the millennial kingdom, the world, you will not believe how the world will be blessed by Israel. Oh, I can't imagine. They, once they are reinstated, the blessing that comes to the world, to the Gentiles, to we who are born again, a great blessing, a great, marvelous, fantastic, the greatest blessing to the world are the churches because what we offer to the world is eternal life through Jesus Christ. There is no greater blessing than that. You can't compare that to having the wealth of the world. No way. In the time that we're in, in this 2,000 year period of time, the greatest blessing that we bring to the world is, is the knowledge of who God is, His Messiah, His plan, and the opportunity for every man, woman, and child, whosoever will, to receive the Holy Spirit, to be born again, to be with God eternally, to be built into and be part of the new Jerusalem. The Jerusalem as a city, as a, as a capital city of Israel, it is a marvelous, this is the, the footstool of God. This is where God has placed His name. It's great in time. It is magnificent. But it's a type of the new Jerusalem that is coming. The new Jerusalem, the foundation, the foundations that are transparent, laid on the, on the, the whole of Jerusalem, is laid on the, the prophets of Israel, the, uh, uh, the disciples, the apostles, then the walls of the new Jerusalem. We're built right into those walls. We're, we're like jasper stone. We're like the red, beautiful stones. I can't remember. The yellow stones, the red stones, the green stones. 
that's we're built into the new Jerusalem uh, to display the glory of God in the new Jerusalem to the universe that we are being the stones prepared to be put in the walls of the new Jerusalem to be there for eternity it's getting getting excited here <clears throat> okay now going back to Romans 13 I'm sorry Romans 11 verse 13 now I am speaking to you Gentiles. Now here's the warning to the Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I lay great stress on my ministry and I magnify my office because he knows what he's talking about in the hope of making my fellow Jews jealous in order to stir them up to imitate, copy, and appropriate and thus managing to save some of them. For if their rejection and inclusion, exclusion from the benefits of salvation were overruled for the reconciliation of a world of a world to God, what will their acceptance and admission mean? It will be nothing short of life from the dead. Now if the first handful of dough offered at, as the first fruits, Abraham and the patriarchs, if that's consecrated and holy, so is the whole mass, the whole nation of Israel. And if the root of Abraham is consecrated holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches are broken off, while you, a wild olive shoot, and you grafted in among them to share the riches of the root and the sap of the olive tree, this is kind of where Revelation 11 comes in. You have the olive trees and the lampstands well he's talking about the sap of the olive tree those are the two that is the Jewish the, the Jewish believers in the book of Revelation 11 of the two witnesses the olive trees and the brant lampstands the root sap of the olive tree verse 18 do not boast over the branches and pride yourself at their expense if you do boast and feel superior, remember, it is not you that supports the root, but the root that supports you. The Gentile believers, we have no, no bragging rights, and I'm afraid that the churches, through the last 40, 50 years, I sensed, could see the bragging of how great the Gentile churches were, and the Jewish people and the Jewish lineage were nothing. Uh 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 uh. Don't be don't be deceived. Paul is stating it right here. It's the root that supports you. It's the olive oil that supports. Without the olive oil, the lampstand would give no light. So we have no bragging rights. You will say then, branches were broken off, pruned off, so that I might be grafted in. That's true. But they were broken off, pruned off, because of their unbelief, their lack of zeal, of real faith. And you are established through faith, because you do believe. So do not become proud and conceited, but rather stand in awe and be reverently afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, 
because of unbelief, will he spare you if you are guilty of the same offense? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, be real careful, Gentile people, people in the churches. Be very careful on your accusations or anything in your heart toward the Jewish people, whether they're born again Jewish people or just Jewish people in general that are in Israel. Be careful. You'll be cursed or you'll be blessed. If God did not spare the natural branches because of their unbelief, neither will he spare you if you are guilty of the same offense. Then note and appreciate the gracious kindness and the severe severity of God, severity toward those who have fallen, but God's graciousness and kindness to you, provided you continue in His grace and abide in His kindness. Otherwise you too will be cut off, pruned away. And even those others, the fallen branches, the Jews, if they do not persist in clinging to their unbelief, they will be grafted in for God has the power to graft them in again. Yes, we do pray there will be some Jewish people who will meet Messiah, ordained to. God will graft them in. Romans 11:24. For if you have been cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree, and against nature grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much easier will it be to graft these natural branches back on to the original parent stock of their own olive tree. Lest you be self-opinionated, wise in your own conceits, I do not want you to miss this hidden truth and mystery, brethren. A hardening insensitivity has temporarily befallen a part of Israel to last until the full number of the ingathering of the Gentiles has come in. I'm going to read that again. Lest you be self-opinionated, wise in your own conceits, I don't want you to miss this hidden truth and mystery. Brethren, a, harden, a hardening insensitivity has temporarily befalling, befallen a part of Israel to last until the full number of the ingathering of the Gentiles has come in. There is going to be a day when the last Gentile will be saved or the last Jew. There's going to come a time when it ends. This period, 2,000 year, year period of time, it is a time sensitive, it has a shelf life. Only 2,000 years for people to be born again. 2,000 years for people to receive God as the Holy Spirit inside their human spirit. To be eternally saved. And in eternity, they will have a, a mark. I don't know how to phrase it. They will be known throughout eternity to have received Messiah to have received the Holy Spirit into them. This is this offer. It's just like these offers that you see on the infomercials. It's a two. It's a it's an offer. This offer is only going to be for two thousand years. After the last day, 
when that last person meets the Lord, never ever again will creation, mankind, ever have an opportunity to have the very God, the Creator, the very Almighty God, be part of their being, to indwell them, to be, we will, we will for eternity, we will stand out separate from the creation because we had the Holy Spirit in us. We had the experience of God living inside mortal flesh, living inside uh, fallen humanity. The whole creation for eternity, we will be distinctly different. It's an eternal thing. We don't see it. We don't understand it. It's hard to grasp. Okay, verse 26. And so all Israel eventually, all Israel will be saved, it is written. The deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And will be, this will be my covenant, my agreement with them. When I take away their sins. From the point of view of the gospel good news, they, the Jews, at present, are enemies of God, which is to your advantage, your benefit. But from the point in the view of God's choice of election, of divine, of divine selection, they are still the beloved, dear to Him, for the sake of their forefathers. For God's gifts and callings are irrevocable. He never withdraws them once they are given. He does not change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Just as you were once disobedient and rebellious toward God, but now have obtained his mercy through their disobedience, so they also now are being disobedient when you are receiving mercy, that they in turn may one day, through the mercy you are enjoying, also receive mercy that they may share the mercy which has been shown to you, though you are messengers of the gospel to them. For God has consigned, penned up, all men to disobedience, only that he may have mercy on them all alike. The depth, the riches, the wisdom, the knowledge of God, how unfathomable, unscrutable, unsearchable are his judgments, his decisions, how untraceable, mysterious, Undiscoverable are his ways, his methods, his paths. For who has known the mind of the Lord, and who has understood his thoughts, or who has ever been his counselor? Or who has first given God anything that he might be paid back, or that he could claim a recompense? For from him, through him, to him, are all things, for all things originated with him, come from Him, all things live through Him, all things center in and tend to consummate and to end in Him. To Him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is very powerful, the way that He ends Romans 11. Very powerful. These last three verses, 34, 35, and 36. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has understood his thoughts? Who has ever been his counselor? Who has first given God anything that he might be paid back? Or that he could 
could claim a recompense. For from him, through him, to him are all things. And I'm going to read this verse when I get back. This is one you need to remember. From him, through him, to him are all things. We'll be right back. If you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animated contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsel nor your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains be set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were ever our countrymen. Samuel Adams Does this corrupt monetary system give you a whack to the head or a poke in the eye? Call Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. That's 800-951-0592. Don't be a stooge. Buy gold and silver today. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, But the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. Hi, it's Matt from Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions. Give me a call at 970-578-9821. No matter your skill level, I can create a course using a state-of-the-art firearms training simulator that's currently in use by law enforcement and military personnel. You don't have to use any of your ammo, and I bring the training to you. I have over 900 interactive training simulations, as well as shooting competitions and skill builders. So whether you're looking to protect yourself and family, if your church security team is looking to train, or you and your friends want to get together for some competitive fun, give Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions a call at 970-578-9821. Finding it hard to buy high-quality beef that supports local ranchers and doesn't break the bank? Look no further, because High Country Custom Beef is your local beef partner. From the Ely Ranch northwest of Steamboat Springs, backed by the experience of five generations of cattle ranchers, you can buy high-quality Angus beef direct from us, the ranchers. Lock in today's lower prices before October 15th in bulk packages or box sets at hccbeef.com. That's hccbeef.com. High Country Custom Beef. All right, we're going to finish out the three-hour program. Again, this is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program every Sunday from 8 to 11. And uh, I'm the uh, founder of the Olive Tree Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 2 to 3, I have the Present Truth program here on 1360 KHNC. All the podcasts of these programs on Sunday and on during the week 
are on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section, either to the Olive Tree Program or the Present Truth Program. You can choose. You have time to uh, to uh, where there, everything is archived there. And again, the post office box is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. Paul finishes off these three chapters, very important chapters, with verse 36 of chapter 11. From him, for from him, through him, to him are all things. All things originate with him, come from him. All things live through him. All things center in and tend to consummate and to end in him. To him be glory forever. Amen. To him be glory forever. Amen. These three chapters are vital to understand God's relationship with the Jewish and the Gentile believers. If you can understand these three chapters and the way in which God expects people that come to Him through faith, this is His way. It's not through a law. It is through faith. It's through the, and this faith equates into righteousness. The Jewish people, they wanted to stay with the laws of Moses and Paul Continually through these chapters, he beckons them to come a different way. And some will. Okay, um, now next week, I have to go now to Revelation, to Ephesians chapter probably 2 and 3. If you're going to understand the plan of God with the body of Christ today, there are two peoples, corporate peoples, God is going to fulfill the plan for this time with, the Jewish and the Gentile believer. He will not fulfill His plan without the two of them working together. This is in Revelation chapter 11. It is vital. It's a, it's a mystery for our time. God is presenting it to His people so they understand his plan and how we together these two peoples how we are going to pronounce the judgments that are going to come upon an evil world that hates God and hates mankind so till next week God bless you God bless you God bless you God keep you protect you your families I will talk to you next week Rick Rodriguez bye for now Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com, click on the shop. 
You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort